Hello everyone, this is Kern the Nerd from the Nerdtastic 4 Podcast, bringing you another Nerdspan interview. Joining us today is an artist on a couple of levels. She is just not a pretty face, she's also smart. A wonderful actress, Julia Ling. Thank you, Julia. For Hello. Being, yeah, thank you for taking time out and hanging out today. You had me at nerd. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, how are you? How are you doing, Julia? I'm doing good. I'm actually really sore because I got my butt kicked in um, in fight training a couple nights ago, and right. I guess that the most sore time is supposedly two days after your training. So mm-hmm. today is it. <laughs> I'm walking around like a grandma today. Right. So are you just uh, are you just training for exercise? Or are you working on something as far as just trying to learn something? Or are you trying to do something competitive um, with it? Actually, when I was a little girl, like I watched this Japanese anime series called Hajime no Ippo, like the fighting or something kind of cheesy like that in English. Mm-hmm. But um, from that series, I just kind of became really fascinated by the world of MMA and boxing, you know, kickboxing, fighting techniques. So I was inspired to find a good coach because we're working on this film called Tango Down and in the film there's a scene where my character just destroys a punching bag so that was kind of what initially propelled me to go out and search for a good coach to train me in boxing and fighting Mm -hmm. I mean it was just a dream to meet my coach Marco Marco is a legit badass like I I can't even tell you you have to look up his stuff Um, I'll give you his information he's a good coach he's intuitive he's fast and um, just aside from being a really good fighter and coach he's actually a really good guy too like honest down to earth humble and intelligent and then he's artistically talented so just a really solid guy all around and I've always wanted to learn fight training has just been something I've wanted to do my entire life but I just never got around to doing it right right so you mentioned Tango Down, and I've seen a little bit about that, and it says that it's a movie for veterans by veterans, or a film, I should say. Can you tell us some more about Tango Down? Now, you're producing that, is that correct? Yeah, I'm one of the producers. Okay. Um, I give much, much credit to our three other producers, Micah, Rick Swift from Film Grouch, and Andrew Dorsett, who is Gunnery Sergeant Life in the Marine Corps. Uh, Rick and Andrew are both Marine Corps veterans. In the in the recent years, my friends and I have witnessed firsthand a lot of difficulties that some veterans faced when they came back home from the service. And in Andrew's words, there's millions of veterans, and yet they still seem like a separate class. Civilians know about this kind of disconnect, right. um, but they don't really take the time to explore it these veterans stay in their own little groups and sometimes even just amongst themselves. So that leads to problems of veteran suicide and depression and PTSD. And my heart is with them, you know, and I just really, everything that they've done for our country, all the sacrifices that they've made, I just kind of want to find a way to give back. So part of our goal to tingle down is to help break down those barriers between civilians and veterans to give a better understanding of each other, to allow veterans to write stories, make movies, to give them that creative outlet and and have fun and and just enjoy life again, you know? Absolutely. Um, And on one hand, we're creating stories that hopefully will really resonate with veterans, that veterans will watch it and they will say that this is what really does happen you know, in real life and and have something that they can connect to. So in that sense, 
with everything that we're trying to do. We want to hire veterans, we want to cast veterans, and we want to make stories for veterans and create this community where veterans can feel a sense of belonging. Right. And you, you said something just a second ago that rings very, very true. They come out of the military and then they come back and there's this disconnect. And I've talked with several people, several veterans and several people that were non-veterans about this type of deal. You know, these guys, they receive, and girls, uh, they receive this training going in and they get this experience. And so there's a lot that's kind of embedded in their heads, in their structure, in their way of life. And there's no basically what, for lack of a better word, calling it detraining that when they come out of the military, there's not a big, you know, they go into boot camp, they learn all this stuff and they learn how to follow, how to do this, how to do that. But there's not a, a big deal that takes them out of that and prepares them to come back from all that. And it's really, really tough. And especially if they have seen a lot of the action over there that unfortunately does happen, that's the ugly stuff. You know, they do have friends that, that die and they get injuries and stuff like that. And there's nothing, I mean, there's a lot of programs out there that help for that. But there's not a big training session that just kind of, I don't know, for lack of a better word, I guess, like I said, just detrain those guys. I mean, I think there's a huge issue in that these veterans come back and they do feel that sense of isolation because nobody understands them. And when you're in the military, you're surrounded by brothers and sisters. You guys push each other. And it doesn't matter how hard it gets or how bleak it gets you're still there for each other. Right. And I think the other thing is, I mean, the military, you're trained to have a mission. You know, you have orders, and you go and you execute. Right. And back at home, you're kind of on your own, and you're trying to figure it out. Right. Well, and I think it's the depth of what they don't understand, you know, because a lot of people that are normal civilians that have normal jobs, they rely on their coworkers to show up to work. They don't rely on their coworkers to show up and protect their lives. They don't have that trust in that coworker that my life is in your hands, your life is in my hands, we've got each other six, we're going to protect each other. And that's a lot of that mentality, that's where that brotherhood, that, that, that big lock that comes in is because they have to rely on each other a lot over there. There isn't that kind of discipline in the civilian world. You come back and people just, they don't have the same kind of structure and discipline that you're so accustomed to. Absolutely. So with Tangled Down, it's not like so much focusing on the dark things that they've been through. I mean, there's definitely very challenging decisions that have had to have been made, but it's also kind of a celebration of what I see in veterans, and that's the fact that they're warriors, they're survivors, that no matter how much it hurts, no matter how dark it is, they just stand back up, they keep fighting, they keep pushing, and they're there for each other. And that's what I want to celebrate with this film, show that warrior strength. Even in the civilian world, they may be going through PTSD and such, but they're still fighting every day. And that warrior mentality, I think, often gets overlooked. Right, absolutely. And I was in a Veterans Day celebration, or it might have been a Memorial Day, and uh, the chaplain, one of the Army chaplains, was up talking and we were there to help you know as volunteers to help with certain things for the for the ceremony and one of the things that this chaplain said rang very very true and and i repeat it today because a lot of people you know they have you know they have disagreements on what our troops are are doing at certain points in time and so they don't agree with the war and and i'll you know whatever it is whatever battle it is that they're doing and he he said you may not respect the war, but respect the warrior. And that rang very, very true, is that you may not agree with what they're doing over there, but at least respect them when they come back. 
especially. Nobody signs out to be hated. We're mothers and fathers and somebody's daughters and sons. And right. we sign up because we want to do the right thing. We want to help protect the people we love. Right. And I think that's how most veterans feel. Right, absolutely. So that's what we really are trying to achieve with Tango Down. It's very difficult because the people that invest in Hollywood movies, they like a certain type of style. But we want to make a genuine story that's told by veterans, a story about what real brotherhood is like, about what difficult decisions are being made out in the battlefield. I really hope people can go to tangodownfilm.com and check out everything that we're trying to do, share it, share our videos, share what we're trying to do with people because we really do think that it could make a difference and help build this community. Right, absolutely. And for those of you listening, you know, we will have uh, all of this information that we're talking about in the link when we post this uh, for Tango Down and some of the other things that we're talking about. So when they go to Tango Down, you talked about raising money. Is there a spot for them to possibly donate if they'd like to donate? There is. If you go to tangodownfilm.com, there is a donate button. And we are also looking for sponsors for the film. And we're also looking for just like people to partner with. So if there are businesses, for instance, if they sell chocolate, you know, you can donate a couple boxes of chocolate and we could use it. We could auction it off to raise money or we could possibly bribe, um, you know, a local person. If we don't have the money to hire a crew, like we could give them swag bags. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're in the process of all this, but do you have basically a, a projected date of completion on this when you know you expect for people to be able to see this? Uh, we really hope to shoot at the end of July, July 21st to 23rd, but that's just kind of contingent on what kind of sponsors and help that we can get. And hopefully we can shoot it in July, and it's not, and we're just going to keep on pushing until we're able to make it happen. Very cool. Yeah, and like I said, yeah. we're going to have links on this. So, yeah, go on this site, take a look. Please donate if you have any amount of money to spare whatsoever. Every little dollar can help. Donations are, are wonderful, and we take care of everybody that does contribute, whether it's sending them gifts and prizes or inviting them to the premieres or something. We're going to find some way to show you that we love you. <laughs> but cool. share the videos with everyone, and you can go on the website and nominate a veteran. So if there's a really cool veteran in your life and you want to celebrate them, they might be entered into this contest and, and win prizes as well. Oh, very cool. Now, we're also going to talk about your web series, Tactical Girl. But before we do, one of the things that I was going to ask you is do you have anything that you just nerd out on? You know, because this is for nerd span interviews. So there's a lot of nerds out there. Uh, what do you nerd out on? Um, geez, I guess I can talk about my. Uh crush on Deadpool, does that count? <laughs> he's pretty sexy, I gotta admit. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, I don't know, he cracks me up, but I just love his, his witty humor. Right. Um, Wonder Woman I haven't seen yet, I really, really want to watch that one. Everyone says Wonder Woman, it's amazing. It is, uh-huh. And, um, you know, having watched that Japanese anime series, does that count? That's kind of a nerd series, right? Absolutely. Anime? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we've got a lot of Have people that it? listen to it. No, I haven't, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure uh, Rose, who is on our podcast team, she's actually at Akon right now. Uh, she's a huge anime fan, so she probably has. So, so she probably, when she hears this, sorry, Rose, but she's probably wishing, oh, man, I could have been talking talking about all kinds of cool stuff like that. So, yeah, no, I haven't seen it, but Rose is a huge fan. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, in the, so in the series, Ippo, he's the main character, um, he asks 
the question, how strong can I really be? And he's always challenging himself, you know, because he wants to know what his true strength can be. And um, that's kind of the same question that I'm asking myself. You know, I'm kind of curious to see what kind of power my little fist can achieve. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah, and, and just on the, on the first day um, of training, Marco said to me, I'm not training you to fight as an actress. I'm training you to be a fighter. And Absolutely. that was one thing that I'm just never going to forget. It just really stuck with me, and it's um, something that really made me respect him. Um, you know, the fact that he's willing to sacrifice his own time and effort just to push me, that meant the world to me. And, you know, when a coach challenges you like that, it's like you know you know they want the best for you, and right. it just motivates you to keep pushing no matter how, how much it hurts. Right, and you're kind of the way I am because, you know, when somebody like that is in my corner, and they're pushing me, I feel like they're investing in me, so I feel like I don't want to let them down. So I'm going to give them everything I got. Yeah, no, I honestly think that anime, Marvel, and honestly a lot of the comics, they get it right. Women can be feminine and sweet and still be strong. Absolutely. <laughs> it's practical. Right. Um, and I think for some reason you step away from the nerd side of things and all of a sudden people in reality think, well, all military women are butch or whatever they say. Yeah. That's not how I've met so many beautiful women in the military. They're gorgeous, but they're also deadly and powerful, you know, right. strong. And, so and that's that, kind of what inspired Tactical Girl. Yeah, and that's what that's what I want to go into. So let's talk about Tactical Girl, and that, that's a great segue because that was actually one of my questions was uh, whose idea was it for the for Tactical Girl? You know, you said that's what inspired it. Whose idea was it? Was this your idea, or was it a collaborative effort? Um, Tactical Girl has kind of evolved as a collaborative effort. It kind of initiated with meeting with my managers, and my managers are just looking at the things that I do in real life, and that's tactical and physical training. For the physical training, there's cardio and functional training, like pull-ups and push-ups, being able to lift heavy things and propel yourself over obstacles, being able to maneuver through tight spaces and under barbed wire and stuff like that. And then, then there's techniques like martial arts and different fighting forms. And then there's tactical training, like learning how to use a rifle or whatever weapons that you have so that you become so familiar with it that it becomes like a part of your own hand. You right. know, you can disassemble your rifle or your pistol blindfolded right. and you can shoot it with such precision and you can load it and unload it with dexterity. And so I kind of do all these things and my manager's like, why don't you create a, a comedy series? <laughs> I'm like, sure. And yeah. um, I approached Rick, and Micah was a writer that I had worked with as well. And um, we just kind of were like, okay, let's make this. Very cool. Very cool. So can you give us a brief on Tactical Girl, you know, kind of what the, the series is about? Yeah, Tactical Girl is about this girl living in the civilian world, and everything that she does is tactical. And there's a lot of comedy in there, um, and it's inspired by my own real life. Like one day I was walking down the street just wearing combat boots, mm -hmm. and some stranger girl, she walks up to me and she's like, Whoa, I love those combat boots. They look so real. Where did you get them? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, military base. <laughs> but, and so, because I know that you've shot archery, competitive archery, and you've also had martial arts training, and uh, there was some stuff back, you know, where you did the Jackie Chan's Disciples and things like that. So, 
you know, whenever I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking after knowing your background on some of this, I'm thinking like you're the real deal for something like this. And so Tactical Girl, I've watched the shows that I've seen, you know, on YouTube, uh, the episodes. And to me, Tactical Girl basically has two personalities. You know, one when she is Tactical Girl and then one when she's not being Tactical Girl. She's just being the girlfriend or or whatever in some cases. So, and you just explained that a lot of that's pulled from you, but I mean, is that entirely, is Tactical Girl basically you? Is all that pulled from you? Um, I do do all of that kind of tactical and physical training, but a lot of the, the comedy that we've written is put to paper by our head writer, Rick. Um, he's, he's really brilliant and he's really funny and witty, and so he has, like, you know, lots of great ideas, and he also pulls from his military background. In one of the episodes, it was it was one of the episodes where you're with your, your boyfriend, and uh, our Tactical Girl, I should say, is with, with her boyfriend, and she's cutting through a section, and he's like, you know, what, we're going to go through there? And Tactical Girl's like, don't be a pussy. And uh, and we're going to have a R rating on this, by the way, <laughs> for our deal. But uh, <laughs> don't, don't be a pussy. And then in the next scene, you know, she's like, you know, what do you mean we're going to walk through there? I'm, I don't want to get my chucks dirty. You know, so she's concerned about, you know, getting her shoes dirty. And so it was, it was exactly that. It was like, you know, when, when she's not tactical girl, she's this delicate little flower. But when she's tactical girl, she's just this beast. And so that's, yeah, that's what I was kind of reflecting on was that. Yeah, I mean, my life is not too that extreme, but it's definitely, you know, there are definitely times where it's like, you know, I do enjoy being a girl and just being sweet and playful. But, you know, on the other side, when duty calls, you're not going to be a pussy. Right. <laughs> when you have to get work done, you're going to step up and be a leader, you know. Um, I mean, I personally think it's just always good to be prepared um, it's kind of like what I say about guns, about fight technique, about anything, really. It, it's good to train in it and practice it. It's good to know how to shoot a gun. It's good to right. know how to fight. But you just really pray that you never have to use it. It's just like swimming. Right. You learn how to swim, but hope that you never have to actually need to hit it. You know? right. Yeah, and that brings up a really good point because a long time ago, this is a really long time ago, I was in transition between uh, places, so I I'd, I'd stayed with my mom for probably about three or four months while I was getting my other place, and so in that time I had a gun, you know, I had uh, had some pistols, and I told her I said we're going to go to the range because she had said that she wanted to get one, and I said okay we're going to go to the range, and uh, she goes well why do I need to go to the range, and I said because first of all if you're going to get a handgun, the first time you decide you're going to shoot it or maybe not shoot it, but the first time that you might shoot it doesn't need to be when you hear a bump in the night, you know, so you need to go and get familiar with it, you know, because people have handguns for personal defense if somebody tries to break into their house and hurt them or something like that, and I, and I get that. But even just going and learning how to shoot it is and, and that safety issue, learning how mm -hmm. to use it properly, because there's so many yeah. people that read about that have these accidents because of not proper gun safety, and all of that is very, very important. And when you're talking about the tactical side, it's not even just about learning to shoot the, the, the weapon properly. It's about everything involved with that. It's about moving properly with it. You know, when you're walking with it, for example, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a whole lot more to it than just simply going to the range and just firing it. It's about 
everything that encompasses that safety and the proper use of it. Absolutely. You learn how to maintain your firearm, how to carry it, how to use it in different types of situations, in different physical positions. You learn how to shoot at moving targets. I built my own AR. Oh, wow. Yeah, I built my own assault rifle from scratch. Um, I, I still need the sights on it, but, you know, I got the butt stock, the gas block. I got a really, really cool lower kit. And uh, I don't know if, if your audience is into that stuff, but, you know, but, but, I, but I just have to say I got the coolest. It's by Spike Nickel Braun, Bull Carrier Group. It is it's so, it's just, can I say the word orgasmic? Like, it is yes. so, yeah, it is, it is orgasmic. I cannot <laughs> tell you enough how amazing this thing is. I haven't actually test fired it because I still need put sights on it, but um, but I function tested it, and, and it function tested fine. But you're absolutely right. There's so much that goes into tactical stuff, and, and it's not just carrying a gun, you know? It's, it's not just learning how to shoot it. And there's also a lot of physical training involved, too. If you absolutely. want to be ready for freaking zombie apocalypse, you got to outrun the zombies. You know, if you want to be ready for some kind of, I'm not going to talk about the Russians because they're always being thrown under the bus, but some kind of invasion, you're going to have to outrun whatever that, you know, enemy is, outclimb them. And, and then in California, there's a whole new kind of set of obstacles. So for my AR, I had to get a, a bullet button, <laughs> things like right. that. You got to lock it up. Right. So let's go into a little bit of a tactical question here. Uh, what type of site are you considering for that AR? You're looking at a red know. dot or like a holographic or what are you looking at? I have no idea. Like, people are telling me the EOs are the best, but like I'm looking at them and I'm like, do I want to spend like $80 or do I want to spend $10,000? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I don't have the money right now, so I'm not looking at it. I'm not shopping right now because I'm just like, it's just making me really depressed because I have a completely sightless AR right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> really sad. So, what, so but, what do but you it does have It does have the iron sights on it, right? Yeah. Okay, so you, you do have at least the open iron sights. Uh, no, for me personally, um, I like, there's some really good holographics out there. And the reason why I like those is because even if it shifts a little bit, like in, in the way you're holding or the way your head is positioned, uh, when you're looking at through that holographic, it, it's still on. So uh, it's it's not like a regular crosshair where like you get a little bit off with your angle or something like that, you're going to be off. And yeah, the, and there's some holographics out there that are probably four or $500.00. Uh, and some of them are probably a little cheaper, so I'm, I'm, I'm sure you could probably find a really decent one in a decent price range. But for me, whenever I, I talk about stuff like that, and um, especially whenever people ask me, I'm considering getting a handgun, what do you what do you suggest? And I'm like, okay, well, first of all, what are you going to use it for? Are you talking about, like, home defense, or are you talking about, like, you're wanting to conceal carry? And so then they, well, I don't know, whatever. But then when we finally get down to it and figure that out, it's like, okay, well, I might recommend this. And they're like, well, how much does that cost? I'm like, well, it's probably about like a, a somewhere between a five and a seven hundred dollar uh, firearm. And, and especially if they're using it for personal protection, they'll go, that's a lot of money. And I'm like, okay, well, if you're using it for personal protection, what value do you put on your life for the value that you're, uh, the people that you might be protecting? You know, do you want to go with cheap? Or do you want to go with something that's tried and true and is going to perform like it needs to perform? And so, uh, you know, that's where I look at things. If I'm going to use it on a level that I want it to perform how it's intent to perform, sure, I could go cheap. But I would, if it takes me a little bit extra time to save the money up to get that, get that level that I really want to have, 
then I'll scrimp and save, sell my dog if I have to. No, I wouldn't do that, but, uh, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll scrimp and save and get something of a little bit better quality. Yeah, and, and it goes beyond the basic, you know, the first purchase. you got to put money and time in, into the ammo and the, and the constant practicing. They ask me, like, what should I get? And I go, well, what are you going to be able to practice? <laughs> you right. know, like, what kind of range is in your area? Absolutely, and, you know, all that being said, you know, for me, and it's probably that way for you too, I just like going and, and shooting. I mean, even it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's if it's a rifle, a pistol, a shotgun. I just like going out and shooting. You know, you know, I, it doesn't have to be like a competition, like a you know, for you know, an award or anything like that. I just like going out and just firing and seeing how good I do and trying to. Yeah, yeah. It's actually it is like a, I learned when I was four years old and I played duck hunt and I had to get those ducks because otherwise that. Right angry dog that you just wanted to override and no matter how many times you shot at that dog it just would not stop laughing at you right so i was like i'm gonna learn how to shoot <laughs> it's actually just really fun on a shotgun you know you just throw the clay pigeons out and then see how many you can get right um that's what i was thinking of when you said that you, you know you have your sights so you just kind of kind of hover around the target and you can just fire in that general direction right that's how i feel with shotguns you just yeah. shoot and then the clay just like pulverizes in the air and it's like clay fireworks. Right. Pretty. Well, I, I do refer to the shotgun, especially the tactical shotgun, as a point-and-click weapon. So it pretty much is that. Yeah, you know what? If you you ask me what what's funny about Tactical Girl, like I'm a tiny lady, and then blow shit up. Like that's pretty funny in itself, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, because you're like what a a buck oh five or something like that, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> right, I'm five foot one and a half, and I round up from a full sixty two inches on paper. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, you know, are you guys filming in the L.A. area? Is that where you're filming Tactical Girl? Yeah, we're filming, yeah, Tactical Girl films out here. Tango Dan, we're not sure yet. Right, right. Okay. And so something else I kind of want to, like, you know, I saw it on the on the YouTube channel, and I'm going to kick off in a different direction a little bit, but it's still Tactical Girl. But, you know, what are the dick flick picks? <laughs> I, I saw two episodes on that. <laughs> they were hilarious. I got to admit, they were funny. So where did that come from? <laughs> You know, I was just talking to um, my writing partner one day, and I'm like, there's all these chick flicks. Why is it called a chick flick? Oh, is it because girls watch it? I don't understand. Like, so if guys watch it, is it called a dick flick? <laughs> like, <laughs> I just kind of find that. And then, like I said, you know, since Tactical Girl is very new, uh, we can have all these ideas. Like, what if you know, Tactical Girl kind of watches? Like, she tells the world about what she thinks from a tactical perspective, or she gives movie reviews from a tactical perspective. So that was where the dick flick picks came from. And there's so many people that got offended because they had no idea what it was. And <laughs> they sent us all these messages like, how could you? <laughs> so there's actually Rick. He wrote this really brilliant show along the lines of the dick flick pick, kind of addressing this issue. And, and so I encourage everyone to stay tuned. It's really funny. And we will be filming that soon. Right. Awesome. And for everyone listening, it's Dick Flick Picks. And that's not picks as in pictures. That's picks as in your selection. So so before you think it's it's some some uh, pornographic material, it, it is not. So, no, I thought it was porn. hilarious. Yeah. It, no, and it's, it's funny, too, because you talked about uh, uh, Deadpool, kind of getting your nerd on with Deadpool. Uh, and that was your, I think that was your first 
first one, wasn't it? Your first uh, mm -hmm. dick flick pick? Yes. And uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I saw the two that you have. They're hilarious. And, uh, <laughs> and, and it says Film Grouch. So what is Film Grouch exactly? Film Grouch is a movie review site created by the witty and funny Ray Swift. Um, he's the founder and the writer, and he watches his movies, and he gives his review of it from the raw and the very witty and cool, unique perspective. I encourage everyone to go subscribe to Film Grouch because he's just really funny. I, I love reading his stuff. I'm subscribed to him. Very cool. Very cool. And I guess the and, last... And I just, I just subscribed to NerdSan, so everyone needs to go subscribe to NerdSan as well. Absolutely. Uh, so where can we see the episodes of Tactical Girl? Is it only on your YouTube channel? Yeah, for now it's youtube.com slash tactical girl. YouTube.com slash tactical girl to subscribe and stay tuned. There's lots of funny things coming up. Very cool. So uh, kind of what, what are you... What's your plans for Tactical Girls? I'm, I'm assuming, you know, it sounds like you guys got a lot of plans coming up. Is there, are we going to expect a lot more episodes? Yeah, there's some really funny stuff. There's, like, parodies of uh, movies that we all know and enjoy um, from a tactical perspective. And it's all just, just to have fun. So you're saying it's like a vlog-style sketch comedy? Yeah, Tactical Girl is a vlog-style vlog-style Comedy. Yeah, say yeah. that. Yeah, you think that's easy to say, everybody listening. Say that five times really fast and, 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 and then laugh. Blog <laughs> the blog style sketch comedy. You know, it's the Chinese tongue, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Well, Julia, thank you so much for hanging out with us and answering the questions and talking about everything that you got going on. Uh, is there anything else? that you'd like to add before we sign off? Follow me on Facebook. That's where I post all my updates. Um, and just encourage everyone to check out TangoDownFilm.com. Um, it is a passion project. We really do want to um, help hire veterans and make movies for veterans. And Tactical Girl is the same way. So with everything that we're doing, that is kind of our mission in life at this point. Um, so I thank everybody for, for all their support so far. It really does make a difference. We really do appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, thank you again, Julia. And I am Kern the Nerd. That's C-U-R-N the Nerd. And everything that I'm on social media is that, as well as gaming. And I'll have all the links to this posted uh, on the website, as well as the link to the podcast. And... Again, Julia, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for answering my questions and, and giving us the information uh, regarding all the stuff that you have going on. Thank you. It's been so fun. All right. Have a fun day. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> all bye. right. Bye.